1395 Adelaide's 5AA. This is the First 11 Cricket Show. Picks in the last delivery to Yorker on the pads and it's a win for the strikers and a big win at that. Pete Siddle closes it out. He ends up with three for 24 from his four overs. Really well done for the strikers. Certainly was. Welcome, of course, to the first 11 cricket show on 5AA. We always love your company. It's Saturday, the last Saturday of 2019, the last of the decade. Does that not feel weird? We've had a, a wonderful way to see out the year with the Strikers, uh, well, just about anyway. New Year's Eve is coming up shortly, but they are undefeated in the Big Bash right now. We'll talk plenty of that soon with John O'Wells joining us and... With Travis Head scoring 100 yesterday on Boxing Day, we are filled with pride as I welcome Paul Bonza, my co-host for the First Living Cricket Show. Welcome back, by the way. Uh, thank you. And it is Saturday, isn't it? It is. Because this time of year, everyone gets confused about what day it is. <laughs> what day is it? So it's probably lucky we're both turned up on the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, correct. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what a great innings from Travis Head. I know a lot of South Australians were watching that um, and just going, okay, Trav, this is your moment. Mm. Just... Put put some uh, just just clo- close the mouths of a few people yeah. in, in the industry and a few people make noise about how he should be dropped and shouldn't be in the side and the guy's a quality player, quality person and it was great to see him uh, shut the critics up. Basically. Yeah, those uh, those critics have been uh, loudmouths for quite a while now. It's felt like longer than it really has been, but it's only probably been a week and a half. It's just felt like an age where. He's never been allowed to fit in that team. Maybe since the Ashes, when he, when he was dropped after the fifth test, where everyone sort of went, well, maybe deserves to be dropped. Maybe he isn't that good. But we look at the numbers. They're extraordinary. This is only his second test 100, but he's already got 750s to his name before that, uh, alongside the 200s themselves. He's only 26, and he's hmm. played 17 tests. Let me tell you this. At the same age, oh, sorry, not the same age, at the same stage in their career, 17 test matches in, he currently has, that's Travis Head, more runs and a better average, which is average right now is 43, than Michael Clark, Matthew Hayden, Ricky Ponting, Mark Waugh, Steve Waugh, Justin Langer, and the one that everyone says is the best since Bradman, Steve Smith himself. So I think he can finally put all those critics back in their closet because it's just been a whirlwind for him, but he finally can rest on this one innings was his moment. He captured the moment, and it's all his now forever. Yeah, and you can actually, even if you take Steve Smith out of the that list of players yeah. that you just mentioned, because he started batting eight and then was a leg spinner. Yeah. So he comes in. Yeah, <laughs> true, that, that's true. fair. Before you know, he realised he's the second best batter of all time. Um, where, <laughs> you, you can... Yeah, it just... it just, And we've been saying this a lot. You know, just look at the numbers. This guy's got the talent, and everyone knows that. But I don't know why. But lately, most critics of, of any game... And it can be cricket, it can be footy or whatever. You play one or two bad games and all of a sudden but you're not good enough, you've mm. got to be out of the side. Mm. We jump at shadows, don't we, nowadays? Yeah, yeah. And and the same with the opposite of that. If you have a massive game, you know, score 200, oh, this guy's... The next best thing. ...going to be the next captain of Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I agree, though. That's the, that's the media today, and it probably has an issue, and this is diverging into something else right now, but you're right, and we have a, a part to play in that. We we speak about players, um, for example, I hate to use him, but Jake Lehman's been on the table for a few weeks now hmm. for us because when he got dropped, and we were talking about his form not being too great, and sure, it was over a span of probably a month and a half, but at the same time, these people get criticised constantly, and it's not just people like us once a week. It's then the daily shows that come on with, um, you know, different television shows on now, radio shows, Social anything media. else. media. Podcasts, tweets, everything, everywhere. There's mm. always some criticism, and if one person's in the firing line, they'll cop thousands and thousands and thousands of hits from not just prominent media people, but also, of course, like you said, the public. So it is yep. a bit hard nowadays, isn't it? All right, well, let's have a crack at the test rankings then, because obviously the Kiwis... <laughs> Because obviously like the, the Kiwis aren't the second best test team in the world at the moment. No. They they're, still... ra- they're ranked the second best team in the world. They're not certainly playing like it. I... Australia making them look silly. Michael Vaughan has uh, given it a real crack, hasn't he? If you heard his comments, he said, they are rubbish, the world rankings in the ICC test arena. Oh, I agree. It, playing in Australian soil, which is not a fair amount of difference to New Zealand conditions, if we're honest. Oh, slower, 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 lower wickets in New Zealand. They don't have the bounce. The bounce is the thing that travelling teams struggle with. I think you play New Zealand here against any other international team, they'll dominate. You play them against Australia. Australia, well, let's be honest, Australia know Australian conditions better than anyone will ever know them because Mm. they're just, it is different. Brought up on it. That's that's right. But Australia are just a far better team right now. And we, I don't think we are able to believe it just yet because how much better are we than we were 12 months ago? Once, 12 months ago, we were a rabble. We couldn't win, we couldn't string a half decent innings together if we tried. And now we're we're a dominant force, could beat anyone. Well, we lost our two best. Batters. That's right. For a start, and that leaves a fairly big hole. But I don't think we believe that we're that good yet. Like, we are actually probably the best in the world right now. Oh, uh, India will have something to say about that. Yeah, let them, let's come back here. Yeah, I'm looking I forward to I want them to come back here. Well, it won't be long, but yeah. they're, they're looking forward <laughs> to the next contest uh, with those. But let's have a look at the test match. Uh, Australia batted first, uh, 467 they made in their first innings. Bold New Zealand out today for 148. Surprisingly batted again. So thought thought bowling the key was out so cheaply they might have, they may have thrown them back in they only bowled thirty seven overs or so uh, mm. today so was it, bowlers didn't have a lot of bowling underneath them but um, Tim Payne decided yeah, yeah. he's going to have a hit. So. Paddy Cummins needed a rest. He took five wickets for twenty eight uh, seventeen overs. Pretty good. Yeah, those world rankings for bowling, they work fine. Yeah, they do. He's, clear, he's clearly <laughs> the best bowler in the world, Pat Cummings. Uh, and just a lazy you know, 3.1 mil in the uh, yeah. in the IPO auction the other week. What would you do week? with 3.1 mil? Uh, retire from cricket. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be doing this with me, no. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, we'd be a good sponsor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so and at the moment, at Stumps, Australia are 4 4 With our man, Trevor Head, not out on 12, and Matty Wade not out on 15. A lead of 456 at Stumps on day three. That should be plenty and enough to win us the game. Uh, we did speak of Travis Head. This is him discussing post game last night about how it felt to bring up those triple figures. Yeah, I haven't had too many feelings like that, I guess. Uh, have 60,000 people here. Um, I guess all I want to do is be consistent as I can and, and continue tribute to the team so fantastic I was able to put us in a fantastic position with the bat and so um, really exciting next couple of days but nice just to contribute I guess. 
We spoke to his old man Simon last night in the 5 AA Sports Show and uh, he was over the moon with it. What an amazing feeling it would have been to bring up 100 on Boxing Day after all the criticism. Well done to Travis. We wish him the best for the rest of the summer. Let's move into his uh, the team that he captains at a domestic level in T20 cricket, the Big Bash, and the strikers are level top of the ladder, if you want. Uh, two wins, no losses uh, with the Th- Sydney Thunder right now as uh, they brought up two good wins during the week, one on Monday night against the Scorchers. But last night, the most impressive of the lot, we saw uh, a great win on the Gold Coast against Melbourne, which sounds a bit strange. (laughs) We're playing up in Brisbane against Melbourne. Does anyone know why we were playing in the Gold Coast? Yeah, well, the MCG's not available, but for some reason... No, but it was Adelaide Strikers' home game. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, they were named first. That I didn't know. They were named first. Uh, So Strikers versus... Maybe there there were some sheets involved. (laughs) He can't have three home games in a week, though. I will give him that. (laughs) Maybe that was it. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so looking at last... Actually, we'll look look at the game before against the Scorchers just quickly. Uh, Jake Weatherall was outstanding. He made 83. Everybody's favourite cricketer, Alex Carey, made 55 off 24. And Matty Short got amongst some runs. Good to see Matt Short making some runs. Mm. He made 34 off 22. 198 for four uh, in the reduced game, 18 overs. How good is that? And how good was the start from the Perth Scorchers as Livingston uh, 69 off 26, Joss Inglis uh, 50 off 27, and Cameron Bancroft um, made 19 off 11. Rashid Khan 3 for 40. I think he went for, didn't he go? He went for uh, 20 something off his first over. Something big. Yeah. so he he got a couple of wickets and and then yeah in the end they were, they, were, they bowled really well down the stretch. Harry Conway for his debut for the um, strikers two for thirty four of his four, and Big Wes just keeps getting wickets. Uh, Wes Agar two for thirty six. He's going for some runs in the Big Bash unfortunately, but he's getting the results wicket wise, which is what we're after. So we like seeing Big Wes on on uh, song at the moment. Uh, and then we look at last night's game. Uh, with the Stars in action, as we said, on the Gold Coast. Uh, It started with this, because obviously uh, Dale Stain was the uh, intimidating force with the ball in hand for the Stars, and he was coming in for his debut in the Big Bash, representing the Stars. And in the second over of the game, Jake Weatherald was on strike, and you'd think it might have been a tough time for Jakey, but no, no, no. He made it seem pretty easy. That's over the top. No respect there, and that is flowing all the way. again and this will be out there it is Maxwell it was worth it Dale Stane can't believe it what an opening uh, over for Dale Stane in the big bash gets whacked for two sixes there was another two fours in there after that before he finally got caught out trying to go for one too many there Jakey Weatherall but a pretty impressive way to start the game 21 off uh, what seven balls yeah, pretty impressive from Jake Weatherall <laughs> to say welcome to the Big Bash, yeah. uh, Mr. Stain. Um, yeah, excellent work from him. Got the strikers off to a little bit of a flyer. Again, Alex Carey makes runs. 40, mm. 45 off 45. And John O'Wells, 68 off 46, batting five for the strikers. Uh, not out yet. Yeah. In the tournament. He's had three digs. Can't get him out. He's going for red ink. And even better than that, he's going to be on the show later, isn't he? Yes, he will at 6.30. So stay tuned in 20 minutes' time. Uh, we will have John, o- John O'Wells on the show, should I say. Absolutely phenomenal from him. Um, 
the fact that he's been playing so well, I'm really looking forward to seeing what it's like to stay consistent and score runs in T20 cricket. That is a, a really interesting aspect right now. But, no, certainly playing well. Peter Siddle was another very big uh, asset to the team last night, was released from the test squad and took three for. Yeah, three for 24 of his four and bowled the final over. And so they needed, I think they needed 24 of two, 12 off one. And um, there was an edge for four, which went through the, through between between in that sort of first slip region. So they got close, but in the end, Sid held his nerve, um, got a wicket in the last over as mm. well. And how angry was his face in that last oh, over? He was, uh, yeah, he had the angry eyes on. If you want to take a reference from Toy Story, he had packed <laughs> the angry eyes up to the Gold Coast. And he seriously, he was, he was phenomenal. He executed that last over to perfection. I mean, the edge for four through first slip, that's just bad luck because he bowled it in the right spot. Everything else... He was fantastic. I think he uh, he nailed it, and he got the wicket as well toward the end, which was handy. Uh, not that it was needed, just needed to, to get dots. And yeah. um, and he just said on stumps just about uh, 15 minutes ago here on Double A about how he feels like he's in his career best form, which is amazing. He's mid-30s. Well, hats off to Dizzy, because he's the one who recruited him over here. No one else really wanted him Yeah, and got him over here, and he's been sensational since he's been in blue. Tell us about Phil Salt. He's an English player. He's got three scores so far, batting at the top of the order. A duck off five balls, two off three, and last night, 14 off 10. He finally got a start, but is he uh, is he living up to the hype? Uh, not yet, but I think he will. Again, we trust in Dizzy's selection, yep. who's seen him do a lot of things. Normally, it takes the English guys a little bit of time to mm. adjust to the wickets and and it is T20 and you can you can have a couple of a uh, couple of misses but I think once he gets going and maybe he was a little bit uh, he's just waiting I think but I, he's a good player we'll see him we'll see him get some scores pretty soon maybe maybe even tomorrow night well let's hope so of course tomorrow night is when we play the Melbourne Renegades at Eddie Hat Stadium, so that it will Marvel Stadium now. It's a Marvel Stadium, <laughs> it's free. Yeah, name. and it'll be a uh, absolute flat track there. No question, always is the drop in there. Mm. It's like a bit of concrete, so uh, good chance for Mister Salt to get amongst them. Absolutely. Now we want to take your calls on the other side of this break. We're going to start opening up the lines here on Five Double Eight Double Two Three Double O Double O. Talk about Christmas. It's been a big week, and we didn't know what day it is because it's been that many <laughs> days in a row of just festivities. Tell us about backyard uh, events this week because everyone loves a bit of backyard cricket or beach cricket or whatever you do on the Christmas holiday. How did your family go? How did you go? What were some of the antics out the back? Because this is great. This is a family Australian tradition during Christmas time. Yeah, we want to hear about the biggest score in the backyard, uh, the cheating that goes on. Yes. There's obviously cheating in backyard cricket. <laughs> the dirty tactics. The dirty tactics. Um, and, yeah, who performed better than anyone in the backyard over Boxing Day? Christmas. And who sooked it up? Yeah, who, yeah, who was a sook? <laughs> who do, went inside do, do in someone in your family who's the biggest sook uh, backyard cricket. That'll be oh, great. Oh, we love it here on the 5AA. First 11 Cricket Show. We'll be back after the break. Give us a call, 8223 0000. It's your show. Take part. Basketball fans, listen up. 
Joey Wright is a three-time NBL Coach of the Year. He's the man at the helm of our beloved Adelaide 36ers. And he joins Rowie and Vicks for the NBL season. Listen into the 5AA Sports Show each week for all the lowdown on what's going on with the Sixers and the rest of the NBL. Basketball legend Joey Wright, now part of the 5AA Sports Show. Thanks to Acer Couriers, SA's fastest-growing couriers. Don't send it, ace it. All over Adelaide, businesses are choosing to head up for the function venue with more space. Bridges Event Center, Murray Bridge, is SA's largest regional event center. And an hour up the freeway, you'll find a venue for training, conferences, and trade shows. Space for 15 people through to 500. Space to be inspired. Make the smart new choice. Bridges Event Center, Murray Bridge. Email events at bridgesevents.com.au. He's the man with so many frequent flyer points, he could buy his own 747. It's 5AA's Travel Talk with Phil Hoffman of Phil Hoffman Travel. Now, we're specialists in travel all over the world. There's not a place in the world that we can't sort of send people to. And so it's not just cruising. It's about, you know, going anywhere with people. So they want to go to Antarctica or the Arctic or the Galapagos Islands or just to Hobart. We can look after them. So we're really specialists in the art of travel. And it's all about looking after our clients when they come in and then backing it up with that customer service and my mantra for the business is a client for life looking after a client so that they come back and I've got clients now that have been coming to Phil Hoffman Travel over the last 30, 35 years and I feel very proud about that that they come back they recommend their kids and, and relatives and that so it's, it's a nice feeling when you see that client coming back after so many years but it's all about customer service For more travel talk and travel tips with Phil go to the travel talk page on 5AA.com.au Thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel Santa loves an end-of-year sale, especially a Trim's end-of-year sale, because it's a real sale with a guaranteed 20 to 50% off store-wide. That's 20 to 50% off brands like RM Williams, Levi's, Blundstone, 20 to 50% off King G, Rossi and Mossimo. Yep, everything's on sale. Everything is quality. And at Trim's, you'll always get everything you need. See what a real end-of-year sale looks like. Trim's end-of-year sale. On now, 430 King William Street, near South Terrace. Trims.com.au Hello, CEOs who claim they never listen to the radio. <laughs> gotcha. If your brand's not here, it's nowhere. Learn more at advertiseordie.com.au Here at Australian Motors Isuzu Ute, we're pretty straight up. So here it is. We're currently overstocked and they all must go. Whether it's a D-Max or an MUX, we've got you covered. Our prices are low and our finance is quick. With three years free service and six years warranty, it's really a no-brainer. So, for an absolute ripper deal, head straight to Australian Motors Isuzu Ute. Goodwood Road, Wavell. Conditions apply. LVD 80. In 2020, My Kitchen Rules is back. This year, it's Chef versus Chef. MKR 2020, Manu versus Colleen. New My Kitchen Rules, the rivals, only on 7. On 1395, Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. 
Yes, you're joining us here on 5AA for the first 11 cricket show. Sam Tuggle and Paul Bonza bringing you all things South Australian cricket. We've been talking about Travis Head's magnificent 100 on Boxing Day and also the strikers undefeated in the Big Bash currently in Season 9. Brilliant from them. We'll talk to John O'Dean very shortly. Oh, sorry, John O'Wells. I've said that twice tonight now. <laughs> you promised you wouldn't say it either. I did, I know. <laughs> John O'Wells will join us. He's a batsman from the Strikers and has been in some top form currently. Uh, but first, we want to get you uh, on the line. Eight double two three double O double O bonds. Tell us about your Christmas Day uh, backyard cricket festivities because uh, this has just been a, a, in my household. We we've actually uh, canned backyard cricket after why we've had our whole life with the backyard cricket. We've we've turned to basketball for for this uh, oh, last really? two years. Yeah, because we've got a small backyard now, so we can't right. don't have the same space. But we went to. Beach cricket on Boxing Day. We went to the down right. of the beach at Semaphore and had a hit, and uh, we got rained out. It was a hot day. We got rained out. The, the wow. shore, uh, the, the water just sort of came in and took our uh, took our flat pitch well, right a, up on the shore. It's not so, a rain out. That's yeah, a wash well, out. Like it, it's a wash out. It was the same thing. <laughs> just got completely co- Our wicket got completely covered. We couldn't play it anymore, so it was flat. So anyway, how did your how did your uh, weekend go? Um, Christmas? No, no. I'm I'm retired from cricket. Uh, uh, from playing what? cricket, I'm retired, retired from playing from playing, from playing cricket. Nan plays backyard cricket. No, how can you no. be retired? How old are you? Forty something. You can't. No, be no, no. I'm happy. Backyard. I'm happy with my batting average, my bowling average, <laughs> and I'll <laughs> just can. leave it there. So, oh. which, but look, what I and and probably the size of backyards nowadays is, mm. has restricted the amount of quality backyard cricket that's being played. But there's always the one backyard that goes over the top, mows the pitch. Yes, I actually know that. There's a special little cricket game between a certain ex Crows oh, go on. player. Go on. Uh, let's just call him Bungie. Ah. Uh, and uh, Brett Maher and a few oh. of the a few of the boys that have a yearly uh, game of cricket. Right. At Bungie's place and yeah, right. uh, do the whole mode pitch and the uniforms and the whole bit. <laughs> yes, um, that's what I'm about. So yeah, so that it's it's. Um, it's always been a tradition in Australia, and, and yeah, but the size of the backyards, it's obviously becoming less of a tradition. But I'm sure there's people out there listening now who have stories to tell about their backyard cricket. I think you do listening. You would have a backyard cricket story. Give us a call eight double two three double o double o. Everyone's got one, and that's the best thing about it is because Aussie backyards, as you said, they they used to be great. So you, yep. everyone's got a story. They're getting a bit smaller now, so you have to be a bit more creative, and that's the cool bit too. You you, you sort of bend the rules a little bit. You sort of go from uh, having you know your traditional rules with the mode pitch or the whatever you got and the big large boundary you've got going, and you just play traditional cricket. Then you get the little small townhouses where you don't have a lot of room. It might be an L shape around the house. And you have to have different rules to how you hit down the ground, how you score your runs. It's a bit like indoor cricket. You hit a certain wall or it comes around the corner, that's a different amount of runs. If the dog gets hit because it's in, hit the dog bowl or something, that scores so many runs as and well. There's I love a it. spiky tree. If it goes in there, you can that's run right. as, many, as many as you want because it takes them <laughs> 10 minutes to get the ball out because everyone's you know, grazes and stuff up there. I love it. Yeah, it, it's, it's a great time of year. And, you know, we do, uh, even though there's been some, you know, I guess. Some strife around with the hot weather and the fires and everything. It's it's a time for people just to uh, cool their jets, have a bit of fun, enjoy themselves, get the electrical tape out, yes, and bowl a hundred miles an hour at uh, people's legs and, and <laughs> bowl beamers and bounces at their granddad. <laughs> uh, nothing nothing better than that. Nothing funnier. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> hey, uh, Talia McGrath, she's uh, in the, the one of the South Australian uh, bowlers and uh, all-rounders at the moment. She's uh, doing something great for us South Australians. A good friend of our show, uh, Talia McGrath, she's been on a couple of times. Lovely lady and an excellent cricketer, and she's just improving year after year. Mm. Uh, she was named Australia A captain, and they took on um, an India A side in Queensland recently. Um she made 97 from 90 deliveries and oh. also took three for 38. Oh. Uh, three for 48, sorry. Uh, Australia won the series uh, 2-1. Um, she took seven wickets and over the series and averaged 25. Not bad. So fantastic effort. And also uh, Bridget Patterson and Amanda Jade Wellington played in that series as well. Oh, good on them. Um, with Patterson's highest score over the games was 47 in the 50-over format. She's fair. The, all doing fantastic right now. And I think that the growth and the strength of South Australian women's cricket is actually booming, um, which is a really good thing. It's come quite timely. So uh, as the rise of the women's Big Bash and other big tournaments women-wise right now, it's flying. And I think we can uh, expect to see a number of South Australians too uh, in uh, that Australian side when it comes to the World Cup coming up soon uh, in the T20 World Cup here in Australia now. There's been a few Redbacks that have been named in the one-day tour. I think we mentioned this a little bit last week, but uh, let's talk about that as it nears closer. Well, it's it's weird because in the middle of January, mm. the 14th and 19th, the one-day team flies over to yeah. India, plays three games and comes home. Bizarre. Alex Carey, Kane Richardson, Adam Zampa, part of that Aussie squad. Read the whole squad for you. It's Aaron Finch, captain. Sean Abbott, good to see him get a, a mm. crack at uh, that as well. Ashton Agar, Alex Carey, Pat Cummins, Peter Hanscom, Josh Hazelwood. You'd think he'd be fit for that. Yeah, you'd hope so. I've named him. Uh, Manus Lavashane, Kane Richardson, Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, Ashton Turner, Dave Warner, Adam Zampa. There you go. I so, like that Marnus is in there too. Yeah. Played yeah. one day for the yeah. first time by the looks. Yeah, so January 14, 17 and 19. Weird that we have to go out of our own country, Bonds, to play cricket <laughs> when it's our summer. It's our goddamn summer. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, what's going on? India rule the roost. We it's all know that. It's not good. No. I don't like that. Anyway, that's a story for another day. I don't want to get into that. What I do want to talk about quickly with you, Bonds... Mm is the fact that people are talking about the DRS a lot, especially in the last 48 hours. Uh, we might talk a little later about the need for it in the Big Bash, potentially, because that conversation's been going. But just here in the Test match so far, it's been a bit of a blunder. We've seen about three circumstances now where we sort of think the DRS isn't working. Is it? Is it really as good as we think it is? What's your judgment on what the DRS is lacking right now? People are losing faith. In, in the accuracy of DRS, and how do you solve it? You know, a, few, a few years ago, they brought in the half ball mm. umpires call yep. type arrangement, just because they didn't believe in the accuracy. The people that do the DRS, they are like one hundred percent. It's accurate. Yeah, they have no, they have no uh, qualms about this is where the ball is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure about that because we all see we all see a cricket ball. And if we played cricket long enough, we will know that sometimes when the ball passes, especially when it passes the stumps, what it does after the, you know, mm. sometimes it can move the other way, sometimes it can drop. So, so, yes, I know it's a shorter distance from where it bounces to the stumps, but how accurate is it? Yeah, it just yeah, it's it's. I don't I don't trust it, 
but I think it's probably as good as what they're going to get at the yeah, moment. It's, it, but because the thing is, we talk about tennis. So I think tennis is the accurate, um, uh, it's the closest thing we can you know, sort of relate to. Because when we see tennis, the Hawkeye is 100%. It's black and white. No matter what happens, it doesn't matter how minute the, uh, if it's a half a millimetre, it's touching the line. It is 100% no. a call of in. The difference is the tennis public and the tennis players accept that that is correct. But that's that's exactly the point. But all the while, that is, it's marked and there it says that is where it's bounced. And it may not be 100% of where it's bounced, but at least we saw it bounce there. And we can record something in cricket when you see Hawkeye. It's completely made up because it's unknown. It never actually went past the pad. You never know whether it really will go onto the stumps or not. So that's the bit that I suppose people are getting up and getting their arms up about is the fact that we don't actually know. It never actually happened. So how can we predict that's what's going to come next? So when we when we see... Um, uh, and, and Fox Cricket actually did a very good, insightful piece this morning, um, I suppose off the back of the, the, the outrage um, of the DRS. They did a little investigation piece, went into the van. Mark Howard went to the van with um, the, the crew there on Hawkeye, or yes, who they work with, and it was really good. They just discussed how it all works and how they do the ball tracking itself. Might be worth checking out if you, if you want to learn a little bit more about how it works, but I, I think we do just need to accept that, hey, there are parts of this that there is just so much unknown. We just have to deal with that. It's not It's not all going to be perfect. And people want perfection. That's the issue, mm. is that people cannot accept that it's not perfect. We've got the technology. Why isn't it perfect? Because technology is not perfect. Same as, same as an umpire making a decision is not perfect. Mm. So we either, we either have it one way or the other. I'm not sure it's... I'm not sure it's right for LBW. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe like because the edges, with the exception of today, yeah, we'll discuss that later in the show. Yeah, but for LBW, there is too much. Uh, I think too much variance. But if a player smashes it into his pad, mm. we can see on hotspot that's definitely hit it. Yep, hundred percent. We can see here from Snicko whether the ball's made a noise that's past the bat. So 99 times out of 100, that's going to be correct. Mm. But do we need it for LBW or do we just... Mm. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Do we just say, okay, LBW is back to the umpire? Well, then the whole idea of DRS is to reduce the howlers and uh, and try not to get rid of them. So I've heard this quote and I've always liked it, don't let perfect get in the way of better. And if people are going to try and get up and about with the the want for perfection but are going to be happy to go back to having howlers and poor decisions made from human eye when we could actually have 50% of them brought back to what they really should be um, and allow for the other 50%, then of, of you know a bit of dodgy here, a bit of unknown there. I'm going to write uh, that over. on the whiteboard, Sam. Yep. Uh, don't let, don't don't let, let perfect, perfect get in the way of better. better. It's just something to think about when we consider the DRS. Anyway, give us a call, 8223 uh, It's a very contentious issue. We might even talk about the need for it in the Big Bash and the costs that come with it. Speaking of Big Bash, John O'Wells coming up shortly from the Adelaide Strikers. Get everything in the world of sport with Rowie and Bix. The magical moment arrives with the boundary. Travis Head 
He's made in 100 for Australia. Travis Head, that feeling, the ball, it comes off the bat, it goes into the gap, it's a test century. What went through your mind? Yeah, it was a bit emotional. It was just nice to contribute to the team. I've had a lot of hard work over the last probably 12 to 18 months, so I've worked my backside off. The 5AA Sports Show returns January 20 on 5AA, number one for sport in Adelaide. 5AA recommends the best services and products across SA. Looking for a good drop over summer? Owned, grown and crafted by the Wix family. Pick up a bottle of Wix Estate award-winning rosé, Sauvignon Blanc and sparkling. Out the door sale is on now at Doors Plus. Save up to 50% off across the range. Plus, we can fit, paint, stain and deliver. Visit a showroom for a free measuring quote. Up to 50% off, but for two weeks only. Doors Plus. No fuss. Glenel Plumbing. Hi, I need a plumber. Are you the guys that... that arrive 50 minutes early? Yes. <laughs> That's great, but are you the plumbers that... That have been around since 1962, correct? Awesome, but that's not my question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do Glenel Plumbing still arrive with a free packet of Tim Tams? That depends. On what? Is your water still turned on? Yeah, why? Okay, well, pop the kettle on, make mine white with two, and I'll bring the Tim Tams. And tools and stuff. Visit popthekettleonplumber.com. Few people realise that every funeral firm buys its funeral components from the same suppliers, and we all pay the same price. Coffins, press notices, flowers, cremation fees, and then the biggest items, overheads and profits. A funeral service in our chapel starts at just $2,975. I can't believe anyone would want to contribute more to an undertaker's overheads and profits. They contribute nothing to dignity or sincerity. I'm Shanti Russell, Sensible Funerals. Fire, fire, go away. Come again, no was a day. Fire, fire, go away. Everything is red and grey. Why risk it? Do your five-minute bushfire plan at cfs.sa.gov.au. A message from the Government of South Australia. The time for a new Nissan is now. The Nissan Qashqai ST Auto is now only $27,990 drive away and comes with a seven-year warranty. Nissan, innovation that excites. T's and C's apply. Dreamland five-day countdown to New Year's sale is on now. There's up to half price across every store with free delivery. That's up to 50% off and delivered free, but only until the new year. And at Dreamland's prices, nah, you're not dreaming. Dreamland. What's the best thing about Lifestyle SA? The best thing is everything. It's up to individual. I like to stay here because I enjoy here. I have a lot of friends here. The facility is very easy to walk around. It's flat. I never get bored here. All my life, this was the best decision to come with one of these. Find out what the life in Lifestyle SA means. Contact Roxanne and organise a tour. LifestyleSA.com.au on 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Paul Bonzer and Sam Tuggle here on 5AA. We are only a few days away from New Year's Eve, which is always an exciting day 
and an exciting night when it comes to Big Bash cricket. But before we turn our eyes to the, the bright lights that is New Year's Eve and a great game we always love to look forward to, we are going to talk to Jono Wells from the Adelaide Strikers who has had a great week out there for the Strikers with a handful of games against the Scorchers and the Stars and even the Thunder last Saturday, which we tend to forget about a fair bit. Jono joins us on the First Eleven Cricket Show. Jono, welcome to the show, mate. Thank you very much. What a week it's been for you. You've been uh, in some crisp form. How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling good. Um, yeah, it's nice to be able to get out there and, and score a few runs for the strikers. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've got off, you know, we're undefeated so far in the tournament. So, uh, yeah, happy days, early doors. But, um, yeah, another quick turnaround with the game tomorrow night and then obviously back for the, the big New Year's Eve clash. So uh, not have, haven't been dismissed yet for the entire tournament, which is pretty impressive. 55 not out, 18 not out, and 68 not out last night. The top score so far for yourself this tournament. What's working for you right now? What is You're staying pretty consistent in T20 cricket, which is pretty difficult to do um, over time. What is it that's working for you that's really uh, giving you the best results? Um, I think it just, just comes with experience of, of having played that role now for a for a number of years and you know the you know also the faith that Adelaide Strikers have shown in me just to, to back me in in that middle order and, and and just be consistent in that role so um for me you know like I said I've played a played a fair bit of 2020 cricket now and um I've found myself faced with you know most sort of different situations and scenarios that you can be faced with so I sort of I'm pretty clear in my own mind on what I need to do and how I need to go about it um to try and get the best result and um, and once you sort of got that down pat, you just go out there and, and self and play, and uh, that's what I've just been doing. And yeah, fortunately for me, I've, I've got off to a decent start in the tournament. But yeah, it is a long tournament, and um, I've got to keep doing that and keep trying to replicate it each game. You mentioned about batting in the middle order there, uh, Wellsy, and is yep. that where you prefer? Like, is that your preference, or when you're hitting the ball this well? Are you looking at Dizzy going? Geez, wouldn't want batting three tonight, Diz. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I've said this a few times before, but I think if you ask any batsman in twenty twenty cricket where they want to bat, they'll say at the top. Um, just purely purely a numbers game. On you know you get to face yep. as many balls as you can, and you've got the fielding restrictions up top as well. Um, but yeah, you know, like like I said as well, it's it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a niche role in the middle, and um, that's sort of. A role that they see me being best suited to in, in the balance of the team. You know, we've got some very powerful uh, strikers, um, powerful hitters at the top of the order. Um, now, and we've seen that Alex Carey's, you know, dropped down and he's he's been playing the role at four uh, through the middle as well. So um, we've got plenty of guys who are who are strong hitters at the top um, to try and get us off to good starts. And then we've we've got some more experienced heads through the middle, I guess. To, to be able to adapt and, and play how we need to play on the night. Yeah, you've certainly got some great experience, as you said, and the balance seems to be working brilliantly, and you haven't even needed to use Cameron White yet, who is down, at, I think, batting six at the moment, which is great for you guys to think you can unleash him later. But just speaking of uh, that balance, uh, Jake Weatherall at the top last night, just turning our attention to the Stars game, when you see Dale Stain uh, at the top of his mark and your mate Jakey is just blasting him to all parts, how exciting is that for you guys to take confidence from his uh, from his striking? Oh yeah, that was great to watch, and you know, Weathers is a great player, and he's he's had a good start as well. I mean, I think he's the leading run scorer so far in the in the tournament. So he's he's obviously playing really well, and um, yeah, it does. It gives you great confidence when you see 
your opening batsman take down one of the you know one of the best in the world and um, unfortunately he got out the last ball of his over there but um, you know even so he got us off to a flyer taking 20 off you know the second over of the game and it really set us up and um, it did get it did get difficult at times through the middle there when um, Kez and I were batting and but but because of that start we had we we could actually take a bit more time and mm. make sure that we took the took the innings deep and be able to launch at the at the back end so it was it was really important yeah. So you mentioned that Jake's leading leading run score in the BBL at the moment. Alex Carey's actually number two with 145, and you're number three Ooh. with 141 runs. So the strikers got the top. Uh, gold, silver, and bronze at the moment. <laughs> and speaking of gold, how keen are you to get another six runs and wear that gold cap, my friend? <laughs> oh, it would have been nice. I, I didn't really know about it, obviously, at the time. But um, yeah. early days, early days, still a long way to yeah, go. It is early days, it is early days. I mean, yeah, generally speaking, you sort of see the, you know, the openers and the, probably the top three batters, um, sort of in the. In the top end of the leading run scorers in, in these types of competitions, just just like I mentioned earlier, they get to face, you know, the most amount of balls, and, and they'll get a they'll get a hit pretty much every game. So, um, yeah, happy to be um, thereabouts, <laughs> early stages of the tournament, um, and yeah, I'd like to be there at the end as well. That'd be a great result. But um, like I said, there's. Yeah, there's plenty of cricket left to be played. Yeah, absolutely, and you're batting beautifully. What about other T20 competitions around the world? Are you, are you involved in any of those? I'm not, no. Um, yeah, I'd love to be. I've sort of put my name in the in the hat for a couple of those, but um, no luck so far. But, yeah, just... All right, I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to manage it, Wellesie. <laughs> 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 we better have a coffee. Uh, um uh, just uh, just about you personally, where whereabouts do you call home at the moment? Because I know you're born in uh, born in Tassie, and then obviously moving around with the T20 in WA. Yeah, as born well. in Tassie, um, based in Perth at the moment, in Western Australia. Um, so moved across there four or five years ago to try and play state cricket there, and um, picked up a contract on the back of that. But yeah, recently lost that beginning of this summer or this season. So. Um, still just based in Perth and then, yeah, crossing Adelaide to the BBL and back to Perth once that finishes um, for the short term, as it, as it stands anyway. We want to talk a little bit about what's hot topic-wise at the moment, and that is the DRS system. What's your preference for the Big Bash? Would you like to see the technology brought into the Big Bash for each and every game where you can have the ability to review where, where you can, or do you think we should just go without it? Oh, I'd like to see it. Yeah, I'd like to see you know one review per team. Uh, I don't think that it would take up too much time. You know, we've got all the uh, technology, like you said, and the cameras set up anyway. So, um, yeah, I think it would make sense to have one just just in case there is that sort of decision that goes against a player or a team, and, and they know straight away they can just review it and and the right decision can can be made and. Hopefully then it, it won't have a big impact on the game and we can just get on with it. But, um, yeah, I think I think one review per side would be easy enough and, and keep the game moving forward. Do you think uh, with this in play, uh, I suppose in the past nine seasons, do you think you may have made more runs in the past if you had DRS on your side? Um, oh, I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. Do you usually um, see a dodgy decision in the Big Bash or do you think it's just a little bit of jumping at shadows right now? I think I think there's been some that yeah if there were reviews 
particularly early on this year, that mm. that, that would have been used um, for sure. Um, and yeah, no doubt over the previous nine or eight seasons there would have been. Um, so yeah, I think it can only help, and and like I said, it can only it can only ensure that if, if there is a incorrect decision that most people are aware of, that that, that one's the one that gets turned around and. Um, and like I said, it shouldn't take up too much time to to have you one review and and uh, then just just move on with the game after that. All right, after we beat the Renegades tomorrow night <laughs> and uh, they're, yeah. they're zipping four, we come home to play the biggest BBL game of the season, mm-hmm. New Year's Eve at the Adelaide Oval. You've played in a couple of these now. How how good is the atmosphere on New Year's Eve at the Oval? Yeah, it, it is it is unbelievable. I think. You know, you talk about their best fixtures um, and it's probably the Boxing Day test and then it's probably New Year's Eve. Um, and, yeah, I, I have been fortunate enough to play in a few. Play, even before I was at Adelaide, when I was at Hobart, I, I played um, a New Year's Eve fixture and, you know, you get 50,000 there. It's, it's an amazing atmosphere and it's, it's a great game to be a part of. So, um, you know, it's, it's one that you always look forward to each season and, um, hopefully it's no different this year, and we get a big crowd in, and um, we can celebrate the new year with a win. You got a, your favourite uh, New Year's Eve highlight yet? Um, oh, I think think the one that stands out was Travis Head scoring a hundred. Um, Phenomenal. A few years ago, a few years ago now, but yeah, that's that's obviously yeah one that sticks out. That's, that's just an amazing, you know, to be uh, to do it. In, in that match, would have just been unreal. I wasn't, I wasn't obviously a part of it then, but I can remember watching it on telly, and yeah, that's that's right up there for me. We'd love to see that once more. Hey, just before you go, of course, um, Peter Siddle's been uh, released from the Test squad. He was back on the side last night and finished the game off so well. Um, how impressive is he to have around the group, and then to to execute right at the end in games where it's just such a. I suppose you need a calm head like his. Does the team take a lot from someone like Peter? Hundred percent. He's huge. He's um, you know, we we don't have Benny Lachlan this year, and and Sid is probably that experienced head in the, in the bowling group. Um, we've got you know a reasonably young and experienced bowling attack, I suppose. Um, so he he does a lot of work in and around them, helping them, you know, with their plans and the fields and certain tactics. And then his execution at death um, last night was outstanding, and and. You know, was a major reason why we won that game. So, um, yeah, under extreme pressure, he, he stood up, and he's just a great guy. He's, he's a great teammate, and you can sort of see the way he goes about it on the field. You know how much it means to him, and the the passion that he brings along as well. So, um, yeah, he's definitely a guy that you want on your side. All right, last question, mate. Uh, John O. Wells, Jonathan, John. What do you prefer, <laughs> Johnny? Uh, preference is John. Just keep it. Keep it nice and simple, nice and easy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not really fast. No, that's okay. I've that's been, I've been called worse things. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. So we'll, it's it's John Wells from now on. There we that's go. It. Well, yeah, joining us on the first eleven cricket show has been John Wells. Thanks for joining us on the program, mate.
Uh, lovely. Thanks for having me. Uh, good luck tomorrow night, of course, at Marvel Stadium. We'll see Sunday night Big Bash, and uh, John Wills will be involved uh, heavily for the strikers, who is yet to be dismissed. He's batting for Red Ink, and uh, I think that's a good thing because if he's still out there, it means he's got loads of runs on the way. So next we're going to talk a little bit more. I think we want to expand on that. John Wills wants to see the DRS included in the Big Bash. Maybe we should uh, get your thoughts on that. Eight double two three double O double O. We'll nut out that idea next on the First Eleven Cricket Show. Attention travellers, would passengers considering taking a break now or sometime in the future please move to gate 5AA. 5AA's travel talk thanks to Phil Hoffman Travel. Join us on a new journey every Sunday from midday with me, Lee Forrest and the team of Phil Hoffman Travel Experts. We'll tell you where to go, when to go and how to get there. So whether you're planning your trip by plane, ship, rail or road, 5AA's Travel Talk with Phil Hoffman Travel is where you need to check in. Be listening from midday on Sundays on 1395 Adelaide's 5AA. Never underestimate the importance of signs. They tell us where to go and where not to. Signs tell us to merge, keep left, speed up, slow down. They tell us there might be children crossing ahead, kangaroos or a steep descent. Signs lead the way when we don't know the way. So next time you see a sign, think of Artcraft. Because chances are, Artcraft made it. Google Artcraft SA, Australia's leading supplier of road signs and traffic control equipment. Hello everyone, great news from Travel Associates. Virgin Voyages have arrived. See how Richard Branson does cruising with an irresistible experience at sea. From the innovative dining to the breathtaking suites, Virgin Voyages is introducing all of us to a new era of cruising. Get in touch with Travel Associates today and find out why Virgin Voyages is reinventing the cruise experience. When experience counts, call Travel Associates on 13 70 71. Summer's hottest dramas are on 7 Plus. Clark Kent can't get within five feet of Lana Lang without turning into a total freak show. Complete seasons of feel-good favourites. God, it's good to be back. Including One Tree Hill, Smallville and Nip Tuck. Ready for this? Your summer binge is sorted. Feel it change? Feel it change. Everything. Discover something new. All streaming for free on 7 Plus. How'd your mum go at Rest Haven? Oh, she loved it. Fantastic. I'm so relieved. Rest Haven made it so easy. We went on a tour and she met the Rest Haven team. They even helped with her My Aged Care referral. I'm really pleased she's made the move. It's been a month now and she loves it. Is that why you're looking relaxed? Yes. I call it the Rest Haven effect. Give your loved ones the care they deserve. Go to resthaven.asn.au. For the best deal, best service and best experience, you've got to get into Agostino Mitsubishi. Because when you do, you'll get a massive seven-year warranty and two years free servicing across most of the Mitsubishi range. You heard right. That's seven-year warranty and two years free servicing on right now at Agostino Mitsubishi across most of the Mitsubishi range. Some T's and C's apply. Don't miss out. Get into Agostino Mitsubishi, Nailsworth and Elizabeth, or visit agostinomitsubishi.com.au. If you're in a window, and not just anything will do, just call Statesman Window, back to redirect to you. Nobody beats Statesman Windows, not on quality and certainly not on service. Windows, sliding doors, bifolds and more, made right here in Adelaide, factory direct to you. 
for windows when and where you want them. Call Statesman Windows. States.com.au On 1395, Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Sam Tuggle, Paul Bonzer, we're in the studio for the next 10 minutes taking your calls at double two three double o double o. Let's talk cricket and uh, plenty happening locally. As uh, Bonzer here, you've got a few things you want to just to sort of uh, shout outs. I get a couple of shout outs um, and if any local club has... Anything they want to promote on the First mm. Eleven Cricket Show, just yeah. let us know. You can uh, contact us via via Facebook's probably the easiest way. Yeah, Twitter, just, whatever. Yep, yep. We're just, good people. Just let us know, and we'll let you know. Now, the first one is from my old club. Mm. Oh, uh, now, now that's just got the the great man Huntley Armstrong yep. uh, contacted me and asked me to do this. So, the Woodville District Cricket Club have their hundred club coming up on Sunday, the twelfth of January. Three grand cash for the first prize. Mm. Uh, it's $100 a ticket and you have a day in at the club and a few drinks and yeah. a few nibbles. And uh, so if you want to be part of the Woodward District Creek Club 100 Club, just go to their Facebook page and all the details are there. Also, uh, if you're going to do that, I'll just shout out Renella Cricket Club 100 Club as well. Guest speaker soon to be announced. Uh, he if I want to put a clue out there, he's a 5 AA announcer. So, uh, and a lot of fun. And Sam uh, loves Port Adelaide. No, it like, can't be me. <laughs> uh, so, just a small one there. Um, same deal, 100 bucks. Uh, head down to Renault Creek Club, 1st of March next year. And these are... Two and a half grand. Uh, there, there you go. So, these are great fundraisers for mm. the club, and they're important to keep the club going. And if you can support it, if you're an ex, ex player or you're in the region or you just want to support grade cricket or local cricket absolutely um get along to that and i've got another one from woodville south which is down the road from yep. my house uh johnny biggs 50 year testimonial so johnny's a legend of the club and on saturday january the 11th so the day before the woodville 100 club so you can go to this one and then down the road tomorrow perfect <laughs> uh so just contact again go to facebook look up the woodville south cricket club and Get involved in the Johnny Biggs 50-year testimonial. Well done to Johnny. Yeah, well done to Johnny. Good stuff. Okay, there's a few things to shout out now. Quickly. Yes, mate. We want to talk about this DRS. Johnny Wells, who just came on our show. John Wells. John Wells, who plays for the Strikers, has said that he'd like to see the DRS come into the Big Bash. Now, tell me your thoughts before I try and give you some numbers and persuade you a particular way. Okay. Um, Well, for I'll say no, just because I reckon you're going to sway me the other way. (laughs) <laughs> no, you've, you've got. You're on my side. Okay. The money that goes into this um, building the DRS for every single game, having it set up, is mm. astronomical. Try and guess how much over the next four years you'd expect the, the Cricket Australia and broadcasters to fork out for for the entire four seasons. So over four years, I I reckon they're paying about a. a I'm going to say a mil a year. Try thirty to forty mil over the four years. How do I become involved in DRS programming? <laughs> <laughs> bit of money in it. There's a bit of money in it. Wow. But it's mainly, I'll give you the, mainly the hotspot cameras are what cost you the most. They cost about half a million dollars each to have four um, four cameras at each game because you need to have them at each game. Yeah. And that would need to be at every venue. So that's a lot of money setting up. And hotspot cameras, like, you know, half a mm. mil per, like, mm. For, for each venue, 
they're expensive cameras. Like there's expensive technology. So that just to start with is tough. And then you've got to get the crew. You've got to get um, other equipment like your Hawkeye and stuff. You've got to get them all set up. The, all the logistics and the scaffolding and all those other things that come with regional venues and other stuff like that. So there is so much that goes into it. It's going to cost them 30 to 40 mil. I think that's better put into grassroots or anything else uh, cricket related the Woodville Blast kids that's right um, yeah it, not not the Big Bash DRS that's a, that's a lot of money Big Bash is hit and giggle it's meaningless at the end of the day it's just a comp for entertainment no it's not meaningless no I, I don't reckon it's meaningless it's a it's a legit competition now it's a legit comp but no one it's no one's gonna criticise like we the criticism towards Travis Head in the test squad would not be the same for anyone in the Big Bash anywhere if they were in a form yeah, I understand a player wants wants it in because mm. they don't have to pay for it. I I, <laughs> I think the T20, it's a fast game. We don't want to slow it down. Even some other games, and let's, for want of a better term, use basketball because it's all in the background. <laughs> the amount of time wasted at the end of, end of a game now because they brought mm. in video replay to have a look. Soccer doing it now as well. It, it, it just slows the game down. I don't think we need to do that with T20. If the umpire makes a mistake, well, he makes a mistake. Swings and roundabouts. Like, you asked John Wells whether it would have made a difference to his career. Would he made more runs or less runs? He couldn't tell us. That's right. Because, again, we all, we've all played cricket, we know. It swings and roundabouts. You get That's some right. good ones, you get some bad ones. Correct. I think I'm more than happy to go. And the Big Bash needs to be... It's meant to be a fast game, T20 cricket. Remember when we said, don't slow the game down. It's meant to be quick. And then all of a sudden they bring in tactical timeouts and we lose another minute and a half of time. Are we, what are we doing it for? Just to get some extra ads in, sure. But not it's a, not it's not, not speeding the game up. So I think that's another one that people a, will probably... Not a fan of the tactical timeout. I don't know who is. No, um, I agree. Just to give you a score, speaking of a BBL, uh, the Sydney Thunder are off to a bit of a fly. No wicket for 32 after 3.3. Alex mm. Hales is smashing him about. He's 28 off, 29 off 16. Callum Ferguson, captain of the Thunder, and there is Alex Ross in that team. Lloyd yeah. Pope playing for the Sixers. Yeah, we're, I think the Thunder is our second team, isn't it? Because Ferg's in yeah. charge. Yeah. Why not? I agree. We should probably get him on the show in the next few weeks, actually. Maybe when the Thunder start to come up and play Adelaide at some stage soon. We'll New Year's Eve. The Thunder, yes. Okay, we'll, have to, playing we'll, we'll have to do it next week then, won't we? We'll get, we'll get Ferg on the show. Mate, we'll get Ferg on the show if not next week, the week after. Yeah, absolutely. He's a good mate of the show, and uh, so we'll certainly get him on at some stage. Bonds, awesome stuff once again. Uh, plenty to talk about. Uh, we'll see you next week. See you, mate. See you then. Uh, up next, Paul Richards, and I can tell you, Paul Richards was sitting very closely to the TV yesterday watching Travis Head's 100. He just wanted it to come up, and uh, we were just so desperate to see you make it. Uh, full of pride we are here on the First Eleven Cricket Show. Stay tuned. Paul's up next.